Good evening. An elderly couple was having dinner at another couple's house, and after eating, their wives left the table and went into the kitchen. The two gentlemen were talking, and one says, Last night, we went out to a new restaurant, and it was really great. I would highly recommend it. The other man asks, what's the name of the restaurant? First man thinks and thinks, and then finally asks, what's the name of that flower that you give someone that you love? You know, the one that's red and has thorns? And the other gentleman replies, do you mean a rose? Yes, that's the one, replied the man. He turns towards the kitchen and yells, Rose, what's the name of that restaurant we went to last night? There are many times uh, in life we lose track um, of the times. We get lost in the moments. We forget where we came from and the experiences that we had. Tonight, I want to spend some time speaking on remembering to remain faithful. So to begin, let's turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and read verses 3 through 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. And it reads, I thank God, whom I serve, as my forefathers did with a clear conscience night and day. I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason I remind you to fan the flame, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of uh, uh, timidness, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Here we see Paul writing um, to his brother in Christ, Timothy, we see a great bond between the two of them. We see, how, uh, we see that and by how Paul addresses Timothy. Not only are they brothers in Christ, but they're also great friends. Paul understands Timothy might be going uh, through some trials, um, but he has continued to uh, remember his genuine faith. Paul encourages him to remember that and to lean on it in the rough times. There's a lot that we go through each and every day. These might be physical struggles, such as health issues, physical challenges, aches, and pains. These might be emotional or spiritual challenges you're faced with by being away from family, put through difficult situations, or even temptations we might be facing right now. We all struggle. We need to be like Paul and Timothy. We need to remember our brothers and uh, sisters in Christ each and every day. We need, to, uh, we need and should continue to encourage one another. Come together uh, like we do this evening and this morning and on Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday nights uh, for encouragement to deep dive into the word. We need to remember that we have friends and family that we can lean on when things get tough. Remember that there are others praying for you each and every day. And I'm so thankful, uh, my uh, grandmother and grandfather and the audience tonight, uh, 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 Paul and Polly, um, and they continue to tell uh, Chris and I how much they pray for us each and every day and how much of a blessing that is to us. But we need to remember to remain faithful through these trials. But sometimes it's easier said than done. Sometimes we feel like God, what God has asked of us is out of our reach. 
Well, let's turn um, over to the book of Hebrews and uh, look at an example. Um, Hebrews ch- chapter 3, verses uh, 1 through 6. It's the story um, and looking at uh, uh, a little bit of, about Moses. And, and Moses uh, was one of those who thought uh, what God had asked him was clearly out of his reach, but not God's reach. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who is faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was faithful in his house. For this one who has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he built the house, um, has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant. For a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. But Christ is as a son over his own house, whose house we are, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of hope firm to the end. One of the greatest gifts God has given us is his word, the Bible. There's so many truly amazing examples that we can find here and that he's given to us. And not only that, but he sent his son um, to come to this earth, to live a human life, to be tested and tempted like you and I, uh, and to become uh, that much more relatable as a God, to be um, God in human flesh. In Hebrews, we hear about not only our Savior, Jesus Christ, but the example of Moses. Um, He completed the task that God had asked him. He remained faithful through his many trials, Um, that he and his people faced. Moses was faithful to God and a great example to all of us. But we have an even bigger example, Jesus, who is faithful to his Father in heaven. And it is through Christ, his faith, his work, that we have a home that we will one day be able to call our own in heaven through him. It is through Christ and his promises that we have a hope of what is to come. It is through Christ and his promises that we have a hope of what is to come. It is um, that hope that reminds us to remember our faith. We should rejoice in those that have gone before us and have provided us examples. Part of our desire as uh, humans is a longing to know where we have um, come from, a longing to understand who we are. And this is articulated um, even more so by a show that I watched on the TLC. Now you're thinking, and I was thinking, uh, when I flipped to TLC one night, so what am I doing on that station? It was, it's called the Learning Channel, but uh, there's not very much learning that goes on on that channel uh, anymore. Um, but this show actually was about learning, about learning where people were, had come from. And the show was called, Who Do You Think You Are? It's a show where celebrities are tracing back their family trees, um, and being a TV show and, uh, also being celebrities, they have a little bit more budget than you and I might have in this uh, particular adventure. And, um, but we have a habit of wanting to know uh, where we came from. So I watched uh, two episodes uh, one night. One was on the ancestry of Rachel McAdams, and another was on uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. And the two of them tra- uh, travel to different museums, uh, to different places. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, traveled to the Caribbean to find where one of her ancestors landed um, on a ship. Um, 
Uh, Rachel was tracing back her uh, Canadian roots, understanding who um, was in her family, where she got there. She, she took this experience with her sister. The two of them uh, went all over the place. Gwyneth found out that there was a rabbi in her family um, where she thinks that some of the spirituality that's in her life came from. There was hard times. There was death um, affecting different relationships. You see where um, those that sometimes even got education to pursue greater things might have stayed home uh, to, to, to watch the kids. And in her case, her grandmother uh, had a really tough time with making that transition. But the two of them got to see how these events really shaped uh, the family members that they knew and loved, and ultimately how it shapes themselves. Sometimes we should do more to seek our own ancestry, to seek out our lineage, uh, to, we see the lineage of key members of the Bible spelled out, including Christ. We see that in both Matthew and in Luke. We get to see where people came from. We get to see the promises being fulfilled. It's important to know um, uh, where we came from, not only our physical ancestry, uh, but our spiritual as well. We see here in our reading in uh, Timothy's story that Paul addresses not only Timothy's family history, talking about his m mom and grandmother, but where his faith has come from through uh, that lineage as well. And later in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, we, um, sometimes, uh, we read uh, what's sometimes referred to as the Hall of Faith, um, where God has provided us so many examples of our spiritual lineage and so many examples of those that were faithful before us. It's, and it's not just their faithfulness, but the struggles that they went through and, and how they were able to uh, overcome them. To provide us an encouragement that we are not alone in this walk, that he continues to provide, that he always fulfills his promises, that he, God, always fulfills his promises. So let's take a look at one more uh, scripture uh, this evening. Let's turn over to the book of Lamentations. Lamentations and, and chapter 3. You know, I'm going to jump around a little bit so it's... Uh, could potentially be a, a long passage that I would encourage you to, to read on your own um, later. In, in this book, Lamentations chapter 3, we see a scripture that is a song we often sing. It's our invitation song this evening. It's a song proclaiming the steadfast love of the Lord. But until recently, I had not read the, entire, uh, the scripture in its entirety, and the scripture surrounding it. Uh, so let's start um, in, in verses 1 through 3. In Lamentations 3, 1 through 3. I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He has led me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Surely he has turned his hand against me time and time again throughout the day. Now, um, like myself, uh, many of you might be thinking, this doesn't sound much like the song. Uh, the prophet here is in anguish that how he's uh, hit such hard times, how he's almost given up, how he started blaming God for leaving him. Um, very, very, very different uh, than, the, uh, than the song that we sing. But through this, he, he, he goes through, and, and, and through the struggles, um, we've, we finally get down to verses 21 through 26 that we know uh, uh, more well. The steadfast love of the Lord. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. 
They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. He eventually um, turns around and remembers the amazing blessings that he's uh, been given and the hope that comes through his faith in our God the Father. And down in 40 and 41, he reminds us to, to examine ourselves. In 40, it reads, Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God and heaven. Just as the prophet remembered his faith, we too need to remember where we came from continually and the promises God has made to each and every one of us. In James chapter 2, we see that faith without works is dead. It is not good enough just to believe what God in God and be done there. It is necessary for us to act on that faith, to actively pursue God, and to do what he has called us to do. So, as, as I conclude this evening, I would encourage um, you this evening and in the days to come, let us, to remember, let us remember where we came from. Let us examine our ancestry. Let us examine our faith. Let us lean on others when we need help. Let us look to God for wisdom and remembering and acting on our faith. Let us remember to remain faithful. If there's anything that we can do for you this evening, won't you come forward as we stand and sing. Of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Grace thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Oh.